It's time for the Orlando Lions Den podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Attention all units, attention all units, this is Sergeant Stadenko. Attention all units, this is Sergeant Stadenko. We are changing from a code three direct pursuit to a code 347. Completely lost due to incompetence. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'll be your host tonight. This is Cleon One. I'm here joined with my boy Alex the Swag. How you doing, my brother? Oh, you know, just uh, match two. I'm already getting nightmares. No big deal. I already have. Uh, I'm already getting woken up at 3 a.m. about whistles and VAR and oh, yep. But hey, what the the day in the life of an Orlando City fan. Here we are. That that's how that's how you know where where MLS season has started when you start talking about pro. Oh, All right, yeah. uh, Alex Conca Alex Ryder. NYC was having it tonight too. They they're, oh, yeah. they're back in full action. Oh yeah, Alex Ryder. I have not missed pro. I I have not missed being disappointed by referees' actions in a in, at Soldier Field. It's not great. And we're going to talk about it, but I'm a little, I'm a lot disappointed that we didn't get our bear moment. So sorry to see it. Hate to see it. Eddie the commish. That, that was fitting, right? The, the bear at the, you know, bear stadium there. But um, yeah, Alex <laughs> Brown, I'm glad you're waking up at three in the morning, getting the training for Papa time. So, you know, so they, there's a different kind of different kind of wake ups though. There's, you know, but they both stink. I could tell you that much, <laughs> just like the referee. But yeah, I'm glad to be back, um, man. You know, Alex is is the founder of the All Points Matter movement. You know, every points, three <laughs> points, early on. You know, and it's always Chicago, right, Brown? It's always freaking Chicago. Oh, yeah, whether it's, it's Shane O'Neill, I feel like, but. yeah, Shane O'Neill or Mueller's falls deep or whatever, doing a dumb pass, and, and Shane O'Neill or whatever. Last year getting wrecked, but man, and maybe to be it's honest, all my fault. Maybe I don't know. Being the Chicago guy, I'm actually I'm wearing the Chicago Cubs hat. I'm gonna take it off. Uh, that was it's inappropriate, you know. Take it off anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, but uh, honestly, we didn't really play that great. We'll talk about that as well. We should have won. We got proed, but we didn't play that great. But it's good to be here, and uh, we got Cincy this week and at home, and I'm happy to be here. You know what time it is? Roll straight into the sponsors. All right, I guess I'll go. Uh... For Accurate Mortgage Group at AMG Lenders, if you guys ever uh, need any help with some mortgages or re refinances, uh, buying a house, uh, hit up Leo at AMG. I know that uh, they're uh, still doing some refis and, and uh, inventory is insane, but if you guys are looking to start that process, uh, do it now before even more people move to Florida. All right. We got to get landscaping still. What's it? What's JJ's phone number, Alex? 407 690 triple nine two <laughs> so weird you know that so yeah jj would take a landscaping up in the langwood area we got myself liberty mutual today i happened to randomly speak to the orlando pride goalkeeper coach so that that was fun and um and then we got field turf usa so you look at orlando city part of the pitch just got a little turf covering that's field turf and they they um you those carpets you see in, in europe those great pitches there they look great because they're mixed in with some field turf products so glad to have a company that's so impactful world football be a sponsor of this little podcast so appreciate you guys and um, we're ready to go all right 
let's get into it. Zero, zero, or nil, nil for you Euro snobs. Uh, <laughs> zero, zero, zero. Uh, we walk away with we walk away with one point. Should have had three. Walk away with uh, with 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 one point and uh, pro pro takes on two. Um, I don't know where they're at in the standings. Probably they're eighth. Probably, probably in the playoff position. No, they're eighth. They're right, right. But they're above Miami. They're but they're right off the playoff <laughs> line. Pro pros right above Miami. Miami's got one point. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, again, game was pretty ugly. Let's be honest. Uh, game is pretty ugly. Uh, seemed like we were losing possession a ton. Uh, get uh, losing possession all the time. Uh, I don't, I don't know what happened to to a lot of stuff we saw in that first game. Um, we didn't see much. We didn't see much of Juan getting behind. We didn't see too much of Benji, uh, Benji up really high or getting behind. Uh, saw no inverted fullback runs this week. I, I don't, I don't know, man. Um. Uh, what, what, I mean, what do you think, Robin, Robin Johnson, that important to our, to our attack, bro? What's, what's going on, man? What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, I, I don't know, um, what that was. Now, I, I don't know what to put my finger on it per se. I think it's a couple things. The, the pitch looked like, you know, they yeah, had, it looked like they, they had a rodeo at Chicago. They had a, whatever, a Soldier Field or Kanye concert leftover from the Bears' terrible season, you know. There you go. Yeah, they just bear, bear crap everywhere. And uh, it was just, it was a disaster. It looked like it was just chunky. Like when we have all these, like, you know, we got a South American team, we're trying to play more fluid. That 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 kind of dirty pitch, you you would think they kind of know how to play play on it because they they grow up on it, but but it, it, it's it, you got to adapt because look, um, Orlando City and a lot of the MLS pitches are actually really nice. Um, I think that played a part in it, but I also think it was game plan. I think you know they're called Poppy Special for a reason. It, there was there was no coincidence that they that they every time it seemed like we recovered whether we had control or not, we just booted it forward. You guys noticed that we win the ball back, kick it immediately, and we, we weren't winning those second balls. We weren't chasing that. We we our xg was like 0.3 or something. So yes, yes, we got proed, but we didn't really create anything substance. No, no shots on goal. Five shots, no shots on goal. I, I think um, at times they they pressed us. You know, sometimes they would clog that kind of midfield, and we couldn't get we couldn't connect to the midfield, and you didn't see that that fluidity from Faku, Notorious, Mauricio, and Juan. Like, we couldn't get it to Mauricio. Our offense is very dependent on Mauricio getting the ball, in my opinion. And uh, and it, we just couldn't get it to him at all. Well, we tried to go a little more direct, and Pato wasn't necessarily winning the balls. Benji wasn't getting behind. It just – it didn't come together. I We came out pressing really high really early. I think Poppy wanted to get a goal and then, you know, see it through, get that Poppy 1-0 special. So it was a combination of game plan. I do think that the drop-off from Schlegel to Jansen defensively is, is there. It's not as big as the drop-off between – playing you know ball playing ability Jansen in times like this used to go over the top to Anani to a DK stuff like that we did lack that lack that vertical threat and Chicago was able to kind of sit back so to speak um 
Also, too, and also, I would have liked to see the two striker setup. We talked about it last week. Miami mm-hmm. actually played against Chicago better than we did, to be fair. And they played two strikers, and most of the chances were by Higuain dropping off off the, the other striker. So I would have liked to have seen that. And now, credit to Poppy in the second half. We, we got a little bit more into the match, but they made a, a bit of a tactical shift. Um, at that point, Fagundo was playing central. We were playing like 210, so just more or less. And Fagundo wasn't really wide anymore. He he was he was coming in inside, getting on the ball more. It was creating some more problems. So appreciated that. Bobby didn't just just park it at the end. You know, we, we kept going for that win. We should have had the win with the Ursa deflection goal. And but he kept going for it. So I do like that. I do like the mentality. The team seems to be going for it and aggressive. So I, I can appreciate that. I, I can say that's my takeaway from from the match. Yeah. Alex Ryder. Uh, to piggyback right off of your last thought there, do you feel like we're maybe not coming out in the first half and being as aggressive like that? Because it's been clear in the first two matches that there has not been as much aggression. There's not been as much no, I think possession we or – go finish your thought. Yeah, I was going to say that, that I think in the first – they're not possession, but we pressed really high only the first 15 minutes, and then we didn't the rest of the game. So I, I do think in this case, I do think this we're trying to just muck it up and get a goal on the road. And then, you know, but Bobby, ultimately, I think he could be a little bit risk averse. I think his MO is to be hard to beat. And, uh, you know, and, and you, you know, there's a um, if you get up a goal on the road, 1-0, or maybe, you know, force them out a little bit and encounter and get to that. I think that's kind of how Bobby set it up. But we were, we if we were cleaner in the first um, in the first 15 minutes, we, we should have had a goal. We got the ball in great places, but it would bounce off a sod of grass or just go or have a heavy touch or something. Remember, Pato was a solo on goal. No, I mean, not solo. There was someone close, but wow. he, had a, he, had a, yeah, he had a lot of space. And he does that heavy touch and chases it. But, man, he hit that he hit that touch to the former Chicago field they used to have out in the he, suburbs. Man, that was, you know, he hit that to Chris Mueller's house in Champaign or wherever. And that was <laughs> – he, he lost – yeah, he lost that. So, I, I don't know. I think we were – I think I think we were aggressive in the first. But but you're, you're, you're right. We weren't we – weren't, I'm sorry, having a ton of possession, but we were aggressive in trying to get a goal with the press. Which is better than what we saw last week in that we didn't have it out of our own – half pretty much the entire first 20 minutes in the home opener against the impact so are are they technically still called the impact i don't even know i don't know but if you look out montreal whatever you see the way oscar plays oscar is very much like like a boxer is trying to feel out his opponent and then he goes you know he doesn't come out swinging all the time well and you're talking about these these a lot of space solo on goal that that cara play in the second half that was that he had one bad touch and it was all over he could have taken that thing all the way and it didn't go for him so it is what it is but again we're the the plus side in all of this is you've got Chicago who definitely came out looking like they at least kind of knew what they were doing I mean their new signing uh Shakiri is at least looking somewhat cohesive for them, but we defended well enough, even with out having our normal center back pairing and Schlegel at least filled in enough that we walked out of this thing with another clean sheet, which 
I'm sure I'll bring up later. But I'm I'm happy to at least get a point on the road. I'm not thrilled that it's against Chicago, who has yet to score in 180 minutes of competition, especially against two Florida teams. But Miami is trash, and I want to see I want to see I want to see Carr get a chance to start with Pato up top. I agree wholeheartedly that a two striker setup would benefit us greatly. And I hope we get it against Cincy because that would be fun to run that score up. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, and I saved and I saved the most disappointed for last. My man, Alex Brown. Man. Dropping point, dropping points once again, bro. What's up? Who's dropping points? <laughs> we ain't dropping nothing. We didn't drop a single thing. That's the most frustrating thing to me. For, for me, is like what Eddie said, is that we had an entire game plan. And, and whether it was ugly whether it was pretty, whether it, it, it should be the way we play, whether people hate that, that, that that's the way that we play. I don't care because it worked exactly how it was supposed to work, and we got screwed. That was the most frustrating thing to me. Last year against Nashville, we need a goal. We're trying to win. You know, it, it's, we, we could take the draw. It's not going to end the season. You know, and obviously, this is the second game of the season, whatever. But for me, you're – this was so egregious. There was no, there wasn't a hand ball, a clear and obvious. The guy takes four minutes to look uh, at it. That ain't clear and obvious. There, the, to, to the point where you're stealing points from us when we are executing our game plan perfectly. We should have won that match without a single shot on goal. And Oscar, that's how he wants to do it. On the road in MLS, you ain't scoring against us. We're going to get one. And it's the poppy special. That's the way we win. That's the way we win. That's the way we're going to win. That's the way we're going to win a trophy if we do. And the fact that they are already robbing us from points and that it happens not, that's not only to us, it happens to every team. And how is it that, that pro always just seems to steal points from people? They don't give points to people. What's up with that? They not like, it's not like they gifted the, the Chicago any points. Everybody loses. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Chicago, they, they should feel lucky to get out of there with the draw. And honestly, I know that, that a lot of people weren't excited because it is Chicago, but I do think that looking back in 34 matches, we're going to say, Hey, we got a draw in Chicago. That that I think that this will turn out to be a good result. You know what I'm saying? I think Chicago is a better team than what most people give them credit for, especially watching them play. I don't I know one, one thing that nobody's mentioned yet has been the wind, right? The wind is we've seen that play a huge role. Uh, not only in, in American and MLS, but in, in other countries around the world. So you got the wind, and especially in the second half, it's blowing 25, 30 miles. You're looking in a stadium and people's, you know, their hats are almost blowing off and they're, they're surrounded with an enclosed, you know, on all sides with, with, with wind blockage by a huge NFL stadium and it's still blowing. So I think the wind had a, had a thing to do with it. But with all that said, Wind going in. You're playing on the road at Chicago. It's the second match of the year. What do you want to do if you're Oscar Pereja? You got a bunch of new guys coming in. You want to. You're down a center back, right? You want to hold the fort. You're trying to keep a shutout because you know you can't lose if they don't score, right? And you're trying to to put together a, a 90 minutes to where you are a, a fortress in the back. And then maybe you could squeak out a goal and win one zero. And that's exactly what we did. And you know what happened? We got screwed to, to, for no reason, for absolutely no reason. And I'm tired of it. Something's got to be done. I'm surprised these, these pro referees haven't had any sort of negative. I didn't even ever, ever see this guy before. 
I don't even know not, who his name, bro. For him not to have any sort of name, he probably replaced one of the other crap refs that retired, Chapman. Or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just something has to because this league at this point, where we're, we got teams coming in that with three hundred fifty million dollar franchise tag fees, we got seventy five thousand people going to watch Charlotte, who their their coach said that their their team is horrible, and still seventy five thousand people packed the stadium. The MLS is here. We're, we're, we're not going nowhere. American soccer ain't going nowhere. A lot of people are still saying, oh, 75,000, who cares? And whatever, NPS, whatever it was back in the 70s, you know, when Pele and all these people played for the Cosmos, they had 77,000. Then, look, the league was dead. But where are they now? That ain't happening. That ain't happening. The MLS is here. But the only thing that's going to kill this league is poor refereeing like this. People aren't going to continue to watch. The only reason I continue to watch, I mean, look at us. We, 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 we had, we came and did a podcast, you know, when we lost 18 out of 20 games. Yeah. We're not, we're going to keep watching if, you know, but that we're not like everybody. Not everybody is like us. In fact, the majority of people are not like us. They go and see, uh, you know, they go to two MLS matches and both of them have been affected. The outcome has been affected by some stupid referee. Why are you going to come back? There's no point. They have to do something to fix it. It's super frustrating to me, to me. Orlando City played perfectly. Did we play the perfect match? Yes, I think we did. Did we play? Did each player individually play perfect? No. But the game plan was there. The match worked out exactly how I wanted it to be. It should have been 1-0, and it should have been we're – we're, we're right there. I, I don't understand. And, and, and instead, we're outside of the power rankings. I'm even in the top 10. Nobody even looks – maybe we want it better that way. But, we, I mean, we should be 2-0, six points, no doubt, and on to Cincinnati. No goals, right. two clean sheets. I want um, to add to the, the whole thing about the win real quickly. Yeah? The, the, literally during the camera, the cover of the camera blew on the screen. It was so windy. So yeah. good point. It, it was championship. They don't call it, it windy city for nothing. Yeah, it was championship weather, and we play championship style. You know, like grind it out and try to nick a point, right? Nick a goal. So good, good point, Alex. Yeah, the, right. the thing that I Can we talk about, about the camera angle? Go ahead. Uh, Alex, it always, it's always horrible at, at, at Chicago. The camera but, angle looked like you were looking at a freaking field goal from the top of Soldier Field on the other end. Oh, yeah. It wasn't always, even close yeah, in. It's like, okay, it hits his, hits his chest, hits his upper arm. What the hell? Why are we using a camera angle for two and a half minutes? It took from the goal. I, I went back and looked at the highlights. It took from the goal going in to the next kickoff was like 95 seconds. Like when they line up and he finally signaled for VAR and then it took him another two minutes after that how in the world are we using camera angles in definitive proof to do this get this guy some LASIK eye surgery and here's my problem is what that, the hell and I've been saying this and you guys can testify that I've been saying this since the last world cup why if we are only changing things that are clear and obvious and we have a designated referee who has the same training as the referee that is on the pitch, right? That referee that's that's the VAR, his only job is to look at every single exchange that occurs during the match and find things that are clear and obvious. There is absolutely zero reason to even have a screen on the sideline. There is no reason for a referee to have to go and verify his decision because either way it works, it's stupid. Whether maybe there's a handball and it takes four minutes to decide or the opposite of that, where 
there, you know, it, it is so clear and obvious and they still waste time to go look at it. You don't need to. The referee up in the up in the booth needs to say, hey, that was a clear and obvious handball. It's no goal. I already looked at all the angles that you're going to look at in front of all the pressure and all the fans. I already looked at it up here in a nice booth without any fans looking at me or screaming at me. And I can tell you it's clear and obvious. It's no goal. You don't even have to go to the thing. If it, if it was clear and obvious, why do they have to go look at another replay to determine, hey, guy, I think it's clear and obvious. You want to go make sure it's clear and obvious too? No, it should be. Hey, clear and obvious, no goal, buzzer in, no goal, no screen on the side, none of that nonsense. It shouldn't be none of that. It's so frustrating to me because clear and obvious should be simple. The guy up top, this is clear, this is obvious, you, you screwed up. You're the main referee, you screwed up, call it back. Be because like baseball if it ever comes back. Just put on a headset, have the conversation done. Because even if the referee's wrong, you have right. to get him to admit that he's wrong. And some referees don't like doing that because that that's that's an ego thing yeah who wants to go and but say hey yeah i just got this big this big this big refereeing decision it's my job it's the 85th minute of a soccer match and this is literally my job yeah i got it wrong now yeah and, and this ref lost control early on i mean with the with mauricio the way that he got tackled by airburst i mean it was just he lost control early on so uh, got had one foul and got a yellow card for it and then then he got elbowed in the head and he tells him to get out the game and then doesn't check for concussion this guy was was an atrocity and and your pro is hot hot garbage and akara got ripped off um on that and Urso got ripped off and we, we lost two points from that and we should be, you know, near the top um, with six points and with two clean sheets, goal yeah, differential. Nice. About the VAR in England and how they go into millimeters and this and that. I hate that too, but at least they don't ever go to a video or a camera. They don't ever put a ref in front of 40,000 fans on the pitch side with a, with a screen that's 17 inches. And we can see them, and tell them to make a decision. And we at can see, just say, Hey, yeah. it's offside. They ring it to the ref. The ref says, Offside, yeah, for boop, real. This, this guy's looking like an iPad, you know, and we can see the angle, and there's nothing clear and obvious. If someone well, iPad's you, taking salt to that, those screens are not. And then that another thing too, I have so no. much to talk. I mean, and another thing too, wasn't there when they passed the VAR? Wasn't there a thing about how you're not supposed to look at it at all in slow motion? I know that's how it is in the, and it's supposed to be that way in the NFL. Where what you, how are you to determine something is clear and obvious when you're looking at it and pick at at each frame frame by frame by frame the referee on the pitch that's deciding the game in the moment does not have the luxury to look at things frame by frame by frame so if it's not clear and obvious at full speed replay move on right if these guys were tasked on hiding easter eggs and making clear and obvious they take like three days <laughs> they never figured out i know because well, i'm ranting but well, I, I liked it i that's good rant all right. Well, the fact of it is, they don't. They they flat out didn't even have a replay that could show that the ball touched anything because all they had was uh was replay from his back or replay from far away side where all you see is it goes through someone's arms. Um. So all literally all they could do was assume it hit his arms, which clearly you're not supposed to do. So clear I mean, and obvious equals assuming clearly. And they use the word right. deliberate. One of my favorites. That's yeah. what even that's even more egregious, if you ask me, to use that word. Like a deliberately kiss my. Anyways, clear. Yeah, studs and duds. 
<laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead, Alex Ryder. I uh, just a uh, quick hot take question for the devil's advocate on the other end. With the fact that it was a nil-nil ending, do we need to be scoring more to avoid these kind of pros? I know we shouldn't have to, but do we need to be buying these insurance goals in order to not get proed or give away an easy one? At home, yes. yes. On the road, no. One zero okay. should be enough to not get to get you three points on the road. If you're going to tell me we got in order to win, we got to win two zero on the road to get three points to feel comfortable. That's not an Orlando City problem. That's a organizational problem with the referees. Okay. Eddie. Yeah. No, oh, we um, got studs and duds. We're, yeah, I'll, studs I'll, and oh, this was for everybody. I, I'll oh, go okay. first. I, my dud was uh, my dud was uh, was Benji. Obviously, he got pulled early. He just couldn't find his footing. It was kind of kind of unfortunate. I feel like because I think it is important for him to be good. That other winger spot, you know, to to, to produce. Uh, I still think that he could score goals often, so I'm not too worried about him. But just had an off match, and then uh, my stud is is easily the 20 year old Uruguayan midfielder Cesar. Uh, the guy is uh, he is who we thought he was going to be, and it's the nicest, most pleasant surprise yet. Okay, uh, Ryder, you with your studs and duds? Uh, stud, I'm just going to give Pedro a little love for two clean sheets to start the season. He only had four shots to block, but still it keeping us in it, getting us that point definitely belongs in his hands with a, with less than ideal starting center back pairing. I think it's his to take. Um, Dud uh, Cara for that heavy touch and the fact that he's kind of, coming off the bench but in causing a little chaos but not enough to make a difference so hoping to see more out of him um i know i loved on him a lot early on but injury i'm sure injury and coming off the bench and situational timing does not help him so expecting more and i'm sure there will be more so all right um yeah he was all side by the way yeah, yeah, he, that would have been he? he was. Yeah, he was outside. Mm-hmm. Every attack that look, Chicago I mean, he had, still should have made it. He's, yeah. look, mind you, he still should have made it. Like, yeah, like but, Chicago said, they had, they had three, four sh- shots on goal, but, like, the only reason they even counted those because the referee doesn't throw the flag anymore until the play is done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I, like most of those, they were their goals wouldn't have even counted anyway. So that's Yeah, look, like, I don't care if he's outside or not. He needs to make that. Yeah, he's got to make that. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. For me, I'm going to say stud. I'm going to have to go with uh, – I'll give it to Cesar since I haven't given him one yet uh, this year, and he's deserved it probably two games in a row. Um, he's playing that he's, – he's pretty much playing that that sole holding mid back there by himself, and and he's been up to task, man. For So for a young kid, 20 years old, just playing in this in this country, uh, t- just got here. I mean, he's 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 been up to task so far, man, so – and uh, she'll get easier next game because next game's FC Trashinati. So, um, Trashinati. Yeah. So he he shouldn't go down. <laughs> he he shouldn't be going down from here. So, um, yeah. Thumb up, thumbs up to to that man right there. Um, as far as duds, I'm gonna have to go with uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go co duds for this one. Soren Stoika, the VAR. 
you're a piece of trash. Um, and uh, who, this guy, who, who was this? Who was the who was the official? Ismir Ismir Pekmik or something? I don't even know who that is, bro. I don't know where he came from. It's a good attempt. Where, wherever they got him from, they need to put him back. Um, because and what the heck was? Oh, scared. <laughs> bro, I saw some. Hey, I saw something walking behind me in, in my camera. It scared the heck out of me, bro. I thought it was a giant rat in my house. It was that, that chihuahua? <laughs> that demon chihuahua, bro. Um, yeah. So, Even so Chihuahua two, VAR same those thing. two those two clearly uh duds of the game They're, bro it's it's so it's so annoying and it's it's just so annoying and so frustrating these MLS refs bro I, I I can't deal I can't deal and uh um I I guess I guess somebody else should get a, a thumbs up to whoever whoever lied about the attendance some of those twenty five thousand four hundred seventy seven I ain't, I don't know where they got that number from they hey, lay, 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 we are not to judge there we remember for a couple of years we we're like twenty five thousand announced remember that and that <laughs> it's it also how they count ballots in Illinois too there yeah fair <laughs> enough um so yeah is um studs and duds dud I'm gonna start with the duds I'm with you Cleon Ismar Pekmik and sorry Stoika those terrible <laughs> incompetence uh, referees. I mean, it, it, I don't think they understand what clear and obvious means. And soaring for him to buzz his minor, just, you know, he could, yeah, he sucks. Um, and uh, the stud, you know, I, kind of, I have like kind of a co-wine, you know, Antonio Carlos, just underrated. He's so good, man. So solid. I got to give it to him for that. Happy um, birthday to Antonio Carlos. Yes, that's right. Um, and then we, and then, um, you know, and Cesar uh, as well, Araujo, it's so hard to say. Um, he he is passing 80%. It wasn't, like, great, but it, no no one's really was in this kind of field. But he's been asked – he's been asked – he's been tasked with a lot. We're, we're not playing at 4-2-3-1. He, you look at the map, he is he is there by himself. He's It's definitely 4-3-3 with him being the sole-holding single pivot. And he's being asked for a lot. He, he gets fouled a lot, which is helpful. Get us out of pressure. He doesn't pass the ball a lot. He passes it forward, which is in his, the Uruguayan league. He led the league in that. And he was one of the tops in South America at that progressive passing, which is great. And, um, and um, man, this kid just came into a new league, new country. He's like 21 years old. And I told you guys on Twitter when I saw the tape, I said, I just get it. I'm super excited about him. And um, in preseason, there was some, some moments, but, but yeah, he's, he's solid and, and he might be, he's the most impressive newcomer to me so far. We'll get into that a little bit, but I'm going to give him the, the stud just because I, I didn't, I thought with Shakiri in their midfield, I thought it would be, I didn't think he'd do this well. He, he just looks like he belongs to put it that way. So you gotta give him a shout out for like that. He may not be in this league for long. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is, this is how you use the U22 spot for something like that, man. Yeah, if man. you get with the way the cap hit and how much he's getting paid, if you could sell that on, poof. It's fantastic. All right. Um, let's jump. Uh, Eddie just hinted to it. Let's jump into uh, early thoughts on on your newcomers to the starting lineup. That'll be uh, Faku, Torres, Cesar. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt that 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 last name. And uh, I guess I guess Pato. I guess Pato. We could throw Carr in there, even <laughs> though he's he's barely he's barely played. Um, so I, I think it's a little too early to say anything at all. Uh, Pato, we got two two back to back ninety. Well, not nineties. I'm sorry, uh, full games out of them basically. So um, it's our first time seeing that. So uh, I'll throw him in there as well. Uh, how you guys feeling on on the thoughts of the newcomers and and how how they look so far? Uh, Faku, Cesar, and, and Pato. Uh, I was. I'm sorry, you Brown. I I I'm, I 
I'm happy with everybody, right? I mean, I, I know Faku is getting a little, a uh, little uh, heat, but people aren't aren't going to correlate what type of his what. Bro, that's Facebook, he, man. Yeah, yeah, what, <laughs> that don't what, count. People aren't going to correlate like he is. He people. He is the new Nani. Yeah, he's allowed to make those those mistakes. He travels around the entire pitch. Uh, you know, it's like last year, even with Nani, like like when Nani would they would invert. Like Nani would go out right, you know, and then Benji would come out left, and they'd invert. This year with Faku, they're not even really inverting. They're just letting him roll. Benji wants to stay out left. Faku wants to go out left and, and try and work something with Benji. They're they're sending them out there. You know, they're they're just kind of letting it go. Um, which I think it's obvious that's going to take time to adjust and the kid's young and he just, you know, has been through a whirlwind the last few months. So, uh, I'm not worried about him. Uh, Cesar's that kid's got like, you know, top five league. And then when you look in the top five league, I think that kid's got like top six teams in each of those top five leagues potential. So I think like he's, he's that type of good, um, especially with the need for defensive midfielders and, today's day and age you know like everybody like eddie says a lot of people play that empty but you know that the, not even the the double the double pivot now people are going with just that solo defensive mid and he like plays Liverpool. it excellently yeah so i think that he's he's got that type of talent uh the most one i'm worried about is Kara, right like first match he came in and and uh you expect him to have fresh legs and beat the center back you know with only playing 20 minutes and uh and he wasn't Right. So that that kind of like right off right off the bat in the first match that, that peaked my my ears and my 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 brain. And I was kind of like, you know, what was up with that? But then I kind of wrote it off to being like, obviously, he's a big guy. He's not speed, number one. But then again, he should hopefully be able to beat a center back who he's got 70 less minutes in. Uh, but then, you know, he's getting used to it with his teammates. But then this this match where obviously he had the free chance, although it was offside. You pay a guy four million. You you pay four, three, four million dollars to transfer a guy in here. I don't give a dang if it's offside or not. You expect him to put that ball in the back of the net, especially against a nineteen-year-old goalkeeper. I don't care if the goalkeeper is the next, you know, freaking Manuel Neuer. The kid's young. You're supposed to teach him a lesson there. You're supposed to be a DP striker and go in and just literally shove it down their throat into their net. That's what you're supposed to do when it's one on one. I do not care if you're offside. I do not. That should be a 95% finish rate. That's it. When you have the advantage there, you should be cracking that thing into the net every single time. Now, if it's any other striker, whatever. Benji, okay. Benji probably finishes that, right? But when you're the guy that we pay to score goals and you have that opportunity and you don't score the goal, yes, I'm going to be worried. Anybody that says they're not, at least a little bit after that, I'd say you're lying to me. I feel like he shot. I feel like he just shot a little early. I don't think, he, like you said, I don't think he knew he was all side. So he doesn't I mean, have the I confidence. That that's the thing that really alerted me. Like my that peaked me off. That 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 kind of sent me off the most is that the whole time that he's he literally looked like he walked up to the spot, like because he knew nobody was behind him, and the whole time he's taking one touch, two touch, three touch. Kind of felt like it was Dom taking one touch, two touch, three touch. Because I knew oh the whole time goodness. he was gonna miss. You, you could tell. You could tell when he was touching it one, two, three. He was gonna miss because you could tell the confidence was not there. He didn't know where he wanted to bang it. He didn't know where. You know, he wasn't looking up. He didn't. When when you're a striker in that position, I feel like the best strike. Like you know, this pains me. But you're Joseph Martinez. 
you already know where you're banging that in when you receive the pass. You're saying, I'm wow. going top right bins with this, and it's going in hard. Look and at this hypocrite, Cleon, right? That's why they're you successful, just... dude. That, that, that's why that's why the, the best striker, that's why Dom was good back in the day. And that's why you saw the goal that Dom scored, because the first goal that he went in, right? He, he blew it. Remember, Cleon was laughing his ass off at, at Dom. He's like, Dom just missed a sitter, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> five seconds later, because he got it out of his mind. He's like, yo, I'm putting it in this spot no matter what. I don't care where the goalie is. I'm I'm putting it right there. You know what I'm saying? You see, like, like, uh, like uh, when Vela's on. You see when Vela's on, he's not even looking up. You know, he just – he knows where he's putting the ball. He he, he goes in and he, and, he, and he hits it. So, for me, that was the main worry to me is that Carr looked hesitant on that, that breakaway. I I knew he was offside. I think most people knew he was offside. I was the only one, apparently. With, with, with I wasn't. I, I, well, I mean, I knew after well, I they think, called I it, think, but uh, when it was what, going on, I didn't. I didn't. Really what I mean by that is just like sure. I think just, just the way that the game went. You know, it was like we just got a goal call back, and it was like there was like nine million offside in the whole game. So I was like, oh, he's probably offside. You know, but like I once again, I don't care. I want to see you go up and say I'm offside. Check this yellow I'm about to get because I'm putting this thing into the net. Watch this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I want you to have that type of attitude. You know what I'm saying? 88th minute. You got it. I don't care if you're off. Bury that thing. Put that thing in the net, man. The fact that he didn't makes me worried just a little bit. Not not a lot, but just just a little bit for sure. Eddie. All Faku, right. Faku, 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 we're going to talk on the Kata thing real quick. I honestly think oh, he thought fine. he was off. Yeah, I thought he was honestly outside. He knew he was outside. I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, think uh, I think, um, the, I, I, he so, he's, I think he's still down. But you know what? I, I think, I think he was nervous. But uh, I, the way you, you know, when, when you're nervous, you just try to do something nonchalant, right? You're like, I got this, but you're overcompensate. I think that's what he did. It's like, I'm just going to slot this, you know, but, but uh, Gaga or whatever his name is. Gaga Gugu just didn't come out all the way, you know, and, you know, in FIFA, when you, you come out, you get chipped, you have come out, it works. He did that to him. So I think he was kind of waiting to see what he did and just slip it around a little lackadaisical. I mean, he's, he's a top I, I, five goalkeeper in the league. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not like he did it against, you know, the, the, uh, who's the guy for Portland that they keep re-signing over and over again? They don't have. They didn't resign this time. Steve Clark, you're talking about? Oh yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing he's somewhere gone. else. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. if Steve Clark stops, and I'm thinking, oh boy, dang, oh, like Steve Clark, two-time uh, MLS finalist. What, I mean, oh, that I kid Slovenia. He's the. He, I think he's the, right now. He's valued as the highest value goalkeeper in the world for his age. So, jeez, wow. Um, Tony Miala says he's the, the next Gigi Buffon. But anyways, uh, kind of, it's valid. But I'm not too worried. I got to see more. Um, yeah, and look this. This league is faster than people realize that that's a big lug right there and he's not going to run by too many people here mls is faster than people realize so i don't expect too much speed but i but to be fair to be fair he created he created a goal essentially right i mean if they get the call right we can't talk about we got proed the person yeah, that sure. got proed was Eric Kata. If he doesn't ma- smartly move in there like you know Cleon was like what are we going to do with Kata or whatever i was like you know, how is he going to contribute to offense or something? I was like, he's going to win balls in the air. He's going to bring stuff down. And, and he, he did. In the box. Yeah, he did. But then he got pro. So to be honest, 
Carla would have had sort of an MLS assist, maybe. I mean, it went to Fagundo, who, who, who passed it to Urso, but, you know, MLS assist, as long as you're in the area, you, you counts as an assist sometimes. So who knows, <laughs> right, Clea? So um, anyway, so uh, for, <laughs> Fagundo, personally, I, I think Fagundo, like if you look at the Uruguayan League, Uruguayan League is not as, they don't play as quick. It's a, They're a little more technical there, but they don't play as quick. So if you watch like the great, players in, in South America, it's a lot of give and goes. Maradona didn't have a position. You know, like, he, he was anywhere he felt like being. And he would just one-two, one-two his way up the pitch all the time, right? So, if, uh, if you look at Fagundo, he's he's trying to combine with people, right? And and, and sometimes that, that he's trying to combine and he's trying to, to also get on get on the other side of the the counter. So, the, the, the timing and hasn't been perfect. People, Some people aren't making the passes. And some of his timing, you know, isn't Right. It, that comes with chemistry and then the combination as well. It comes with time and chemistry. We didn't get the ball to the midfield a lot. And um, and, and we, we couldn't really get get Mauricio involved. And Mauricio Fagundo are really and who I'm there. We're doing that triangle overload on the right side. So couldn't do it. So but his skill is evident, man. Look at that touch. The long ball, I think, by Pedro or somebody or switch. You guys see that? I mean, he put that thing to sleep, you know, like, you know, if Alex could put his pending baby to sleep that quietly, he would not be waking up at three in the morning. And, uh, to, you know, so he, he was just, it, you could see his qualities there. It's just, he hasn't scored a goal yet, but you can see he, he's a threat and she's just going to get better in my opinion. And I, I got to give him credit, his work rate on defense. How many times did he come yeah. back? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Look, the, the 17 Jersey to me, I thought it meant two things. And man, you, you don't have to, you don't have to stay wherever you're at, where you start, you don't have to finish. You got the free roam. You get the free, you know, you get a hall pass. And two, I didn't think it meant, I thought it meant you don't have to play defense, but he's changing the game. So he's playing defense with a 17 shirt on. And, uh, and Cesar, to be honest, I know we pay more for Fagundo. Um, and I think Fagundo is going to be the better player, but he has higher expectations. So we'll give him what we, we spent on, on Cesar and in his age as well. And the role he's playing. I think Cesar has been the most impressive of the new guys, to be honest. And Empato, um, to be fair, I don't, Empato, uh, I'm not sure if he's a Salone striker still. I don't think that's the best way to use him. I think he's got the technical ability and the smarts to make it work, but I don't think that's his best trait. Uh, I would prefer to maybe even try him on the wing, Benji. You know, you know, try him on the wing some, or you know, something with two strikers, or even as a super sub, um, I'd be fine with. Because ultimately, I don't think we, we brought in Kata to back up Pato as a striker, as Kata's meant to start. So I, I I would like to see that at some point, and um, I like what Pato brings, but you you got to give him the ball, and he's another guy who's who's not necessarily going to get behind a lot. He's not going to, you know, you don't just ping balls at him and then the crosses he, he needs to combine and well, we need you know we're going to be devastating we were in that in the montreal second half when we had fluid fluidity and moving and had mauricio pulling the strings when we have that back then that brings Pato's strength up but if we don't have that then you know I, I think we'll have that more if he has a helper if he has a second striker and i think um I think, you know, he, he could come in and change the way we play as a sub, et cetera, or come in from the wing, et cetera. So I bought to still, you know, give him a B plus or whatever. Uh, Cesar is probably A plus and I give Fakundo an A or, or B plus two. And then Kara is a TBD right now. I'll give him a, I'll give him a B minus for now. Let's call it that. Yeah. Um, I'll go, I'll go with um, thoughts on, on Faku. I'll say, uh, you can see the flashes 
Uh, you can see the flashes and and, and things like that. Um, seems like he's still getting his, uh, not just him, but the team as well. Is still, you know, they're trying to figure out, you know, how, how to play with him and for him to play with them. Because uh, like you said, he he has complete free reign to go wherever he wants to go. So a lot of times he will end up basically in someone else's zone <laughs> while they're there even sometimes. Um, so, so, uh, they will, they will have to learn how, how to, how to, how to, uh, space within each other and things like that. If you see Faku starting to slide over to your side, like Benji's got to find a spot or, or make a run into, into a different space. Um, but a lot of times you'll see they'll sometimes they'll just end up in that same spot. Um, and then especially if Jow, if Jow was, uh, you know, coming forward or something like that, then it can get really congested if it's over there on that left or things like that. Um, he see, he seems to be a lot, he's still, he seems to be a lot more effective over there on the right um, versus, versus when he does like to slide over to the left. Uh, mostly when, on the left, it just seems like it's for crosses and things like that, um, which we, I mean, we do need. Um, so that's fine. Just, uh, they, I feel like there's, there's, I feel like there's going to be a little adjustment. I don't think it's going to be anything long. Um, I think they'll start. They just, they really need to, they really need to get Mauricio more involved, uh, more like the first game and, and um, get that midfield in order. Uh, so, so they can play off of each other. Um, as far as let's say um, Cesar. Yeah. I've been very surprised. Like I, I was one of the, uh, I I didn't ex- I honestly didn't expect him to come in and and just jump straight in basically, um, you know uh, feet first and and he has uh, I have absolutely no no problems with anything he's done so far, um, like you said he's 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 been dropped with a lot of responsibility, um, he's literally playing back there by himself, uh, these first two games and and he's he's held up so. Um, yeah, I would have to say, yeah, that, that kid's been an A. He's been an A, an A, A plus signing so far, um, even early, even early going. So you would assume it's only going to get better from there. Um, Pato, it's been it's been a mixed bag. It's been a mixed bag. He's he's look at along just it's it's the same with Faku. Like uh, a lot of it depends on Mauricio and and how involved that midfield is getting. So. Um, in a game like Chicago, if you let it go that way to where, you know, Mauricio's not really getting involved. Uh, we're not really getting the ball over there. Um, then, you know, when, on games like that, where, where, you know, Mauricio can kind of just kind of go ghost, I guess you could say in a way um, that, that it's, it's also going to make your strikers and it's going to make everyone, you know, everyone else that relies on him to, you know, find, find these gaps and find these passing to these spaces um it, it's been it's been that that was a struggle that was a struggle um we really have to focus on on getting Mauricio there so guys like Pato and guys like um Facundo can you know even Benji can uh they can they can do what they they're out there to do and that's and that's to find a way in the space um get in behind find the way in the space make things happen get shots on goal um yeah that's that's it for my guys who who's who we got we got Ryder yep uh I'll, I'll try and keep it short for once 
I like Cesar. I like how he's able to continue hold up play and also his passing accuracy is very nice so far. I'm very satisfied with how he's come in at his age and just kind of just kept going. And yeah, he's people were a little slept on him a little bit. And I think that's kind of been a common theme. And I think that it's showing, I mean, there's been some great press for him, great quotes in the MLS media this week. And those have been nice to see. And I think that is going to be reflective of how he plays throughout this season. So uh, people are putting a lot of pressure on Facundo because of how much we paid for him and how much pressure there was with that whole saga. I think he's actually shown quite a bit of promise. Uh, Cleon, you were saying there were flashes of brilliance and that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing, we're seeing speed. We're seeing play both as an offensive and defensive player. He works well enough with Ruan just through a couple of games with him and I think he's going to integrate quite nicely. And if we get this machine rolling, he's going to, he's going to really shine. So Kara, not even, I'm not even going to bring up Kara yet. Uh, Pato, and honestly, Pato should probably be second because he's been, he's had such little time to play and he, he was, he was injured all of last year, but, He's just played so well so early on this season, cut that goal last week and just being able to come off of that injury and having a late season push last year that didn't have a ton of fruit and ultimately coming out of it and showing this leadership, showing this performance. I'm very happy with him. And I want to see him again with Carl. Kara keeps getting brought in as a sub because he's not match fit because he got injured so early on in the preseason that he's still kind of coming back. I think that if we get the two of them paired up together, that we're going to see some fun stuff. And I think I'll, I'll just do the segue right here. And now I think we're going to get to see some fun stuff against FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, uh, just before we move on to uh, the next one, um, let me clarify real quick. Uh, as far as like touches and things like that, even like Mauricio, like we we did get the ball to like Mauricio and and even Faku a lot, but it was not in the places that we did in like Montreal. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean. That's, that's accurate. Like, we did get yes. some in the field, but just where they were yeah. weren't wasn't like all, like all all of our players were so deep this game that it was just like it's while they were t- getting I guess technically they were getting touches they just were not getting touches in the dangerous areas like like in 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 the opposition half in in closer to the final third and things like that. Um, all right, quick before we get to we actually have something before FC Cincinnati. Um, let's talk real quick about somebody we haven't spoken about. Sebas Mendes. Um, should there be any concern? Uh, uh, we, we can assume he's in the last year of his contract. Um, 
Cesar has seemed to displace him from the starting lineup. This is a World Cup. This is a World Cup year. Um, guys that are on national teams, like Seba says, they, you know, they, they need to have playing time uh, in order for, you know, World Cup reasons, things like that. Um, he is, uh, if he's in his final year, which it's safe to assume he is, uh, he should be free to sign a, a like a pre-contract or something like that as early as, what, July. So um, for a guy that's on his national team, um, should we be concerned about any potential um, discontent or anything like that from a guy like Sebas if this is going to continue and he's just basically getting mop-up minutes? Um, Sebas is still young. He's still only 24. Um, it seems like he's older because he's been here for a while, but um, Sebas is only 24 years old. So, I mean, I don't think he's quite ready mentally to be, you know, be a sub. Um, does anyone have any concern uh, as far as, as far as Sebas goes and, and, and um, his potential future here, basically? Let's start with you, Eddie. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, if it's really his last year, it's always hard to tell, <clears throat> tell these things. Um, then, you know, we lost Chris Muter front of free. So it, the way things are looking like right now is it might be the same with Mendes and, um, unless we do the interleague trade, but the reality is if we, we, yes, uh, Araujo has, has started off nice, but he's 21 years old. He can't get hurt. And that leaves us with nothing really. It leaves us with Joey Desart and it's just a squad player, not really going to make a huge impact at that CDM spot or that six spot. So it, I, we need him. It's one of those yeah. things where, where I, we can't afford to, to lose him. So, I mean, if we could find, I think he's worth it. I think he's going to find minutes. I think sometimes we need to go, we need to go for three, two, one for reals, you know, or even have Sebas have more of a free roll, have him up higher and hunt Sebas. Sebas can't shoot, but he could combine well around the boxes. He gets in good spots, sometimes too good of spots. That's Bato last year. That was too good. You know, he blocked his goal. But um, so <laughs> I don't I don't mind if Mendes plays an eight. He doesn't have to be a six. So I, I think Mendes is gonna get some minutes. I think we're gonna manage Urso. I know Perea came in ahead of Mendes, but I think Papi was Perea provides offense. He did he, he did this week too. Yes, yeah, we did. We came in ahead of well, Perea was playing the eight. Um, uh, Perea, sorry, Perea, Andres Perea played the eight last week. It's not what Sebas has been playing for us generally, but when he came in, he played up super high. Sebas is not going to do that. So that's why I was saying earlier, I respect that we still win for it. So it's not that Perea came in to close it and guarantee the tie. I think Perea came in to, he's going to be good enough defensively, but he could nick a goal. He could get on a cross. You know, he's good at that. So I think that was Poppy actually making an offensive sub, so to speak. So um, so I think Sebas is going to get some minutes. They're going to manage Urso. Um, Perea is going to be ahead of him at the eight. I think he's the backup six right now, which is crazy because I, I think when he's good, he's top 10 in the league. He's got top five performances in him quite often. And uh, but I think we need him. And if that means losing him on free, I mean, so be it. I don't know. I but I, I don't think we could go the whole season with the schedule, with injuries, with the summer, with a young player, him, with a young player. I, I think I think we just need to, we need to keep Sebas, and I think he's going to get some minutes. But Bobby doesn't need to manage that carefully because you got a guy who 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 he gets rolling, he gets in form, he's a little bit streaky, and uh, coming in there to mop up, he'll do a job, but. But uh, you gotta you gotta manage that because some kid coming in here and just taking your taking your your spot, but nobody likes that. 
But that, that's what makes a good team when you have two, you have you're too deep. And an MLS with a salary cap league, if you could get depth, if you could have Sebas Mendes as your backup six, he's better than he could walk into most starting lineups in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, so. I, like I have no issue with with Sebas being a backup. It's just a matter of uh, does anybody think Sebas is fine being a backup? You know what I mean? And find enough not give to, him a, find enough not to sign a pre contract in July. Got you know to give I mean? him enough minutes to want to actually. Question. Can we do that? And I think we can, based on the fact that we are. I'll just jump in for my turn at this point. Um, the reality is that early on in the season, you're still finding form. You're still finding what your best eleven is going to be, and. I said this a couple of weeks ago, we're going to have multiple best 11s and it's nice to have a position where we're too deep with position players that are going to be of quality that if we see a like for like change in the lineup at a midweek match, that we're going to be happy. I mean, Cesar might be that guy that gets, gets sat for a little bit and, ends up coming in on a Wednesday afternoon or, or evening somewhere. And Sebas is doing the bookends on a Saturday and Sunday. There are multiple weeks like that in our schedule this year. And that's what we need to have. We need to have a firm number six. And I, I kind of wish we had this problem at a couple of different positions, but we really don't right now. And that's, where we kind of just need to work to get Sebas as much value and as much playing time, especially early on in the season so that he still gets a lot of looks so that he can be considered for the world cup. Because if we can sign him before the end of the season, instead of letting him leave on a free, he becomes, that's true. You're, you're absolutely right. I keep forgetting, thank you, Eddie, that the Open Cup, I keep forgetting that we have Open Cup this year. It's been two years. Yeah, we might even have League Cup too. So, I mean, there's ways League to get them. League Cup is, I, I actually got shouted out oh. on Twitter about this. League Cup is not taking place this year. Oh, okay. We did not qualify either way. Oh, that's right. Uh, Fair enough. Okay, well, we got so the Open we've, Cup. So, we've got the Open Cup. And honestly, it would be nice to get, get those minutes in there, but it doesn't change the fact that we need to get him enough minutes so that he can still be a value for his national team and would want to resign with us so that if he wants to leave in the near future, we can sell him on, which is something that we honestly have a problem with for both him and Cesar. I mean, we were just talking about that earlier. So I, I think it's a problem. I think it's something that we definitely need to manage, but I have all the confidence in the world that Oscar is going to look at that. And I would not be surprised if we see Sebas out there to start against FC Cincy. I, yeah. I feel like you got to give him a start. This, this yep. next one, bro. Even, Throw it even out if, there even against FC Cincy at home. Even if it's, uh, even if it's uh, Cesar and Sebas, like, I, I don't know, man. You've gotten this dude 14 minutes in the first two games. Sounds like a good sitcom. Yeah, he's gotten 14 minutes. I I know it's not ideal, but I mean, Seba's also probably played more than any other player that we have last in the last calendar year. 
in general as far as on his body he's playing he's playing he played a ton of minutes for us last year he didn't have much of an offseason because they've been doing world cup qualifiers no, he, missed a, he missed a lot last year bro well he's missed a couple of years it's a interesting lot. He missed a lot of time last year he's one of our oldest tenured players at this point and he's only got 60 appearances for the club i know that's insane but we're looking at players that came in the same time as him Janssen came in in 2019 he's got 83 um Tesho's got 82, Nani's got 81, Ruan's got 76. Those are all players that came in the same year as him. And he's obviously had injury issues on multiple years, and that's been a problem for him. So he's healthy now, and we've got another person in there. Competition is healthy, and if we've got two number sixes that can – both fill the spot. Let's get the best guy in there every week and swap out. And let me can I I say it. something too. It's not you don't got to sell on every single player. I mean, I know it's it's That's nice, true. it's an idea, but at some point you could say, Hey, we bought this dude for one and a half million dollars, and then we paid him three hundred thousand dollars a year, and he did exactly what we wanted him to do. Bingo. And we did exactly what we did. We wanted him. He, he we did exactly what he wanted us to do. Yeah, we the, paid him. He did what, I, and then he went on. You know, and and, and that's and, and with a 24, 25 year old Ecuadorian midfielder who starts for a common ball team and maybe in a World Cup, you probably don't want that. But there are times where where you can where you can keep guys. You know, and and for me, I think a lot of it is that it is a World Cup year. I think that's mm. if it wasn't a World Cup year, I don't think we're having this conversation right now. Exactly. Well, he, he, the last qualifiers he hadn't really, he didn't really play the last time he was there either. So he's kind of yeah. on the fringe of the national team as it is. And I, I'm with you. Look, uh, uh, you know, Liverpool, so Coutinho and, and a couple other people. But generally speaking, you get the person, you use them and you go. You don't have to sell everyone on. Not when we have owners of money. So I, I don't really talking care. About yeah, we, we have mid- enough. You're talking about the six, you know what I mean? Out of all the positions on the on the pitch, it's that one position. gets the most rotation, other than maybe the center back. If if we, you know, like you see with Jansen and stuff, but but yeah. we're getting we're gonna have a ton of rotation. It's not bad to have a, a two depth guy, and 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 Sebas is by far, I mean, at, at any position, that's that's where we want to be. You know, defensive mid, we have we have huge. Uh, we have a, a, we are solid there. It's not a question of of of, of what are we going to do there. Like it maybe has been in years past. You know, like like, yeah. like hey, is 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 Andres like last year? Is Andres good enough to play the six? Can Urso, you know, solely play the six while Sebas is out? And it's you know you don't really the, the drop off was, was like stark. you said Eddie. There, there's going to be times where Oscar's going to go into matches and you know maybe the way that the the lineups are, maybe the the matchup is he's going to want to play two two sixes. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine by me. Yeah, right. like writer writer said the like for like thing is important. The, the drop off between Desar uh, playing as a six and Sebas, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty stark. So we 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 need to have. Last time we 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 lost points because in the middle of the week and heavy rotation weeks, we, we our lineups were like OC OC B plus. You know, it was only three OC mid-week games minus. this year. So yeah, I think so. Really I feel uh, b- before oh, we point. jump before we jump into uh, these previews, last part on that Sebas thing. Uh, my only concern is if you do want to re-sign him or get him locked in, because I mean, at the end of the day, Junior Urso's thirty-two, what pushing thirty-three. Um, Sebas is twenty-four years old, man. Um, I would probably if, if you want to keep him around. I, I feel like. You must have to pull the okie doke. It's, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little sketch, but I almost feel like you got to pull the okie doke 
Like you should have started him during the preseason, make him think he's a starter, get him locked in, and then and then bench him. But start him, <laughs> I mean, start on three, start on three straight, show him a yes, contract yes, extension. Yes, exactly. And then and then start him against FC Cincinnati, give him start him another one, but like, oh yeah, you good, man. You good. And let him let him think he's good. But sign him up, sign him up yeah. and then and then and then do whatever you want to do. Imagine ending the season with the Montreal banger and then you come back and some kid took your job. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All right. Um, real quick. We're, we're already uh, right over an hour right now. So real quick, we're going to um, do FC Cincinnati score predictions. Uh, let's start with you, Ryder. Give me a score prediction, FC Cincinnati. It's at home. It's FC Cincinnati. I'm fi- I think Pedro's finally going to let one through, but – I'm going to say, I want to say 4-1, but I'm going to be conservative and say 3-1 Orlando with goals from Pato, Cara, and Facundo. Eddie. All right. I was on a Cincinnati podcast, Cincy Soccer Talk. Shout out to them. Uh, I believe Love that's them. Name, but I believe that's their name. Um, but uh, just because I want to ever do one of these, the only guy in the podcast doesn't join another podcast. Thank you for nothing. Um, that's I, I called do, loyalty, bro. That's called loyalty. I, I would have joined if I wasn't busy. Buddy. Come on. Listen, yeah, great you, guys. You, I know. I'm, 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 everybody else is good. I'm talking to this guy. There are hey, certain teams hey, they, that they I'll want, go They want me to another podcast. pod. You got you to gotta get that money right, bro. Yeah. No, but go ahead, Brad. What were you saying? There are certain teams i'll go on their podcast cincinnati i feel like we have we've we've, we've sent a representative to that pod and every year mm-hmm. and number one for sure our our bridge would be burned if i went on that is just an automatic <laughs> thing <laughs> that is but true i'm just thinking that maybe we would fall, start like some full-on podcast war like i i don't even but just the word i don't even want to know about the words that would come off out of my mouth if i went on the fc cincinnati podcast there's <laughs> only there's only two there's only two podcast invites i will ever accept and that's any enter uh, Miami or Atlanta United podcast. If y'all want to invite me on, I'm on there. Trust that. You ain't going to oh. invite me back. You ain't going to invite me back. <laughs> Believe that. But I will come on. Yeah, I, w- well, I will come out of my shelf for you. That, that that's why I didn't go on the hit on one of those hips podcasts because they asked a bunch of questions about how great Mueller was and how he's going to change their 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 club forever and be the greatest person ever. And I'm like, I'm not the guy for that. So thanks, uh, Eddie. You are, yeah, you're a lot more optimistic right, about score, the, score. the I was. You were. That's what it worked out. But anyways, yeah, you made, nonetheless, Ryder go and try and decipher that for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I told you to talk eight thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're very good. Um, yeah. So I told Cincy Soccer Talk two to one because I feel bad for them because I was like, look, you know, we got pro and he's like, look, I mean, you could take our three wooden spoons if you want. And I was like, dang, I feel how grimy they, they haven't. I think I think what was it like? Lewis Morgan has more goals than them in the last in the one game in the last 13 or they haven't won. A, I don't know. They have like three out of 46 points. Imagine imagine Alex podcasting every week on video, taking calls, writing articles. They've taken three out of 46 points it's insane so i felt bad and i said two to one yeah i've said two two to one i said you know for some reason lucho always gets us he's he kills us lucho goes to always kills us dc nightmares so lucho is going to figure one out or get one himself so one one goal and then i said two to one to to be nice because i was on their podcast but i'm going to say four to one (laughs) it's on our podcast okay Uh, so for four to one uh i'm going to say tesho gets a goal love you tesho and then uh, we got a uh, goal from Pato, uh, Fagundo, 
uh, breaks breaks that. And just because, yeah, I hate it. Urchin Kata is going to get on board of a header. He's going to just smash a header home, dunk on Jeff Cameron, and just look at him and just call him a piece of trash that he is. So those are my predictions. Alex Brown. Uh, um, so Austin, the, the thing that I think that you're talking about is that Austin has 10 goals in two games. It's their second season. And Cincinnati, <laughs> season. although it was a shortened season because pandemic doesn't so matter. Twenty three games, but they scored twelve goals the whole season. Oh, their wow. second season, also one of them, ten and yeah. two games. That's crazy. Um, Cincinnati, they've they've they haven't scored yet. They lost five zero to Austin. Uh, they lost one zero to DC. They basically uh, peppered DC and outplayed them for pretty much. A majority of the match which it's crazy that you say fc cincinnati outplayed anybody uh but they did and then dc picked up a red card and then uh dc scored so typical fc cincinnati they got fashion. a little bit of pro to be honest since yeah they, they felt they like did. they did mm-hmm. yeah i mean just normal I, I, I mean par for the course when it comes to pro mm-hmm. but uh unlike us cincinnati's not going to be counting the two points they lost this uh, this this weekend or the one point they lost all right uh, we probably will be cincinnati's gonna be like oh we would have went from 14 to 15 points total uh but uh anyways i'm gonna say two zero i'm gonna think i don't think it's gonna be you know a, I, I would love for it to be a whooping but i think it's just gonna be one of those professional demolitions i don't i don't you know it's just gonna be one of those they had never had a chance and although we didn't bury them it's just gonna be one of those boring you know, sleepwalk dubs, like sometimes it always is against Cincinnati for most teams. So back to back to back wooden spoon champions. That's it's theirs, impressive. bro. It's theirs. All right. And uh, I'll go. Um, this is pretty easy for me. 3-0. And I'll even tell you the goals in order. Pato, Cara, then Tesho. So getting in there, buddy. Get that, get that Tesho NFT when you can. Oh yeah, I think Kara starts. I think Sebas will start. I wouldn't be surprised if Kara gets a goal either. Just yeah, I, yeah. I was starting to say talk crap. I would see maybe right. this. This would be a Kyle Smith start too. I would start Kyle Smith in this one. Get him some some dare and make sure Jao doesn't fall apart. You know, so I would put in Kyle Smith too today. This this match. Yeah, Pato. But, I wouldn't mind seeing Pato take a, you know, come in as a sub maybe, but sure. let Kara start up top. All right, shout out, shout out to. I'm gonna go last because I'm going last because. What singular shot? Singular. That's singular, not plural. <laughs> Ryder. Ryder. I yield my time to the man from. What? Canada. What? He yields his time. All right. I don't believe this. Who do I have to shout out? This is a trick. Uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, Pato for giving me a follow on on Twitter. I'm I'm still I still am so excited about that. So uh, I'm just counting down the days until Eddie uh, sends me a message that to make sure that I copy and paste and send to Pato to hopefully see if we can get him on the show. Because now that I can DM him, I know Eddie is gonna be trying to get me to uh, uh, to to catalyze that and, and make that into a reality. But well, I slide into those DMs, boy. Yeah, Eddie is a Eddie Slide is a tackle. slip and slider. It's like a full on Johnson and Johnson on a twenty five foot long plastic slip and slide. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Eddie is full full head first when it comes. As soon as them DMs get open, no shame. There. <laughs> right. All right. Yes. Um, 
I guess me. I'll shout out. I'll shout out um, uh, my my favorite trash bags down south into into Miami. You're still trash. Still can't win anything. Yeah. Congrats. And I took a nap Eddie. the other day during that game. That was glorious. I just, I, I was like, it really is. I was, I was really laying is, in my bed and I was like, dude, I was dozing off. It was right in the mid, mid afternoon. Taking that's called doing, that's called doing an Iguain. I just heard, beep, 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 go, go Austin, go Austin, go Austin. Oh, it was, it yeah. just made me sleep a little easier. You did it. You did Greatness, it. Go, go. Is Greatness. that at the Hollywood casino or? No, oh. yeah, that, that, that was that Gorg- beach. Gorgonzola, Gorgonzola, Piguin. Is was doing the same thing. That's what I call him, Gorgonzola Figuine. Anyway, well, my <laughs> my shout out. Okay, look, this. Okay, you know, Alex soon to be dad. Alex Ryder soon to be married. Cleon and me, we're old people. We got kids, right? So when you got kids, you, you got to be involved in your kids' events. You know, you go to their games, their basketball, oh, no. Oh, no. all that kind of stuff, right? So we're going to tell you a little story, a little backstory behind oh, this. You pull the curtain back. Oh, okay, no. we're talking about Regency Christian Academy students versus teachers basketball game. Hey, my right? kids go there. Yeah, Cleon's kids go there. And we all know Cleon doesn't got a job. So he's not like he. So where does he fit? He's not a student there. He don't got a job, so he's not a teacher. So somehow this dude bamboozles his way in the game, makes a teacher go find him a jersey, a little snug. He lost some weight though. It was okay. He goes in there. He tries to be the sixth man of the year. He comes in there. I started. He, oh, FYI. he started. Okay, he started. Okay, yeah, he started. Yes, I even started. He started. He came in there. Someone else, they got the starting line of drawn up. Cleon bamboozles his way in there, says, I'm a booster. I donate to the school or something. You know, he gets his way into the I'm starting lineup. Yeah, he gets his way into the starting <laughs> lineup somehow. Not even an employee of the school trying to be a ringer. And look, guys, what, for those of you who do not know, Despite what you think now, Cleon was a great athlete in high school. Track, very, you know, jump. Uh, what was it? Uh, what? One hundred meter, one hundred meter high jump, one hundred yeah, meter relay, one hundred meter sprint, long jump, high jump, and mm-hmm. the basketball team. They called him the Bermudian Bolt before. You know, that's his nickname <laughs> in high school. You know, so, <laughs> so he, he he's a good athlete. So he goes in there. You know, he's he's the the students the the, stu- the students are losing to the teachers, of course. Cleon's out there blocking shots, and then he you know trying to relive some of his glory days. They're winning, so you know because they're good people. The scorers try to start augmenting, closing the gap, so the students feel like they're in the game a little bit, Cheating. right? So Cleon starts getting mad at that, and then they bring in a kid, you know, Down syndrome. He like you know he's on the team team Mildly. manager kind of guys my okay mild or not Gee, look at this guy right so here comes the competitive genes kick in and then this this guy so he they let him they let him shoot and then he bricks right he's trying though he's getting closer bricks again he's getting a little closer bricks again cleon's now telling his team why are we giving this kid a rebound he got his shot already the score is closing. So <laughs> as now, because at this point, every point the kids get, they're giving them like four. Every time the adults score, they're giving it to the kids. So when Cleon got off, he, he almost, you know, pulled. Bro, this almost, was fourth quarter, bro. He, yeah, Cleon came in, drove to the hoop, almost pulled the hammy. Caught, he subbed himself out. He blew the whistle on himself. Get, get me out. And then, um, you know, he got subbed out. They're up like 16. At this point, it's the fourth quarter. The gap is closing. This guy has five layups. Cleon's like, what? if I was in there, I would not give him one rebound. He would have blocked his shot. And he makes a layup to give him six points. 
So Cleon's losing it over Did here. Did you guys Bob, win or lose, Cleon? Yeah, you know, Cleon's losing it, Bobby knighting it. Cleon comes back in the game, you know, scores a couple of baskets, and then and then taunts the kids because they win. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. So shout out to the to the to the kids at Christian Regency. Shout out to the kid. You know what? Five. I'm hey, sometimes, you know, if you don't try, try again, try again, try again. And the sixth time. You make that layup, and it might, you know, it might have been two points to you, Cleon, but in my heart, it was six points. So, uh, unless, shout out name, to, unless your yeah. name is Dom Dwyer, then he's probably yeah. So, so Cleon, Cleon goes in there. Yeah. So I'm sorry. So not the shout out is not to Cleon. It's to those lovely kids at Christian Regency Elementary who, who despite despite over competitive stage parents like Cleon here, they put a good performance and fought to the end and should have won. So they still lost, those. even with all that cheating. They still <laughs> lost. <laughs> all right, that's yeah, my Hold that you always, you always talk about your contract pay and your contract money for this podcast. Did you get paid for that? Yeah, it's, it's specifically in his contract, now playing basketball, and he broke that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Look, first that's off, my shout out. First off, first off, before Eddie starts, tries to besmirch my character, First off, I didn't try what, to, buddy. Uh, Everybody who was at the game knows what character. Look, you're, you're. this is context. <laughs> context. Context matters. Con- context matters. This is what really happened. We was uh, up like 12, 13, 14, 15 points, right? Killing these kids. Killing them. Killing them. So so that's fine. He, he, he shouts with pride. Making, we start making threes. We start making more threes. All of a sudden, our score is not changing, and the kids' score is changing. We scored three. They're getting three points. We're getting none. So I don't understand what's going on. This is fourth quarter. It's five minutes left. Next thing I know, we're supposed to be up 11. I look at the score. It's tied. And then that's when they brought in Mr. Connor. That's when they brought him in. They yeah, brought Connor in. And Cleon's like, I didn't fine. pay. I didn't play good. I didn't I didn't boost my butt off, pay good money and sell was, chocolates bro, for you guys fine. to count, not count my points. You know, that was fine. Connor came in. If we, if, we if, if if our score was was appropriate, was the real score it was supposed to be. And we were up 12. That's fine. He misses a shot. Give him the ball back. Give him the ball back. That's fine. But if you if you're going to fix if you're going to if you're going to cheat and make the, a tie game in the fourth quarter. Am I supposed to keep letting him shoot? And then all of a sudden I'm losing on the scoreboard? Absolutely not. Is this your first student teacher basketball game? Or <laughs> no, no. No, this that's is, the problem. This is, my first, this is no. my first one. This is my first one on the teacher side. This is the first one where the kid with special needs try to come in and he look at look at this guy. You don't remember ba- you don't remember I'm back in my jersey. The day, they used to they used to give you points too, Cleon. You just don't <laughs> yeah, No, we didn't bad. need excuse me. I, I was at, <laughs> excuse Cypress me. Creek, at Cypress Creek High School, we destroyed our teachers. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. we you destroyed, had Amari we destroyed. On, on yeah, your teacher. I, yeah, I'm a little older than him, so I was there before him. In Cypress I, Creek, everybody there had STDs. Excuse me, I was Simplest I was Creek. on I was on the varsity team there, and we destroyed <laughs> them teachers. Them teachers couldn't hang with us, so I had to keep my undefeated. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's get some context. We're talking about context. Cleon's daughter is 12 years old. Yeah, Cleon's talking, talking about, about high school. High school. He's talking 11. He's talking my about my senior year in high school. We destroyed them. He's talking yeah. about Amari. They had Amari Stoudemire. They had, you know, the other Curry. They got all kinds of people, right? And then, then, and then he's talking about eleven-year-olds and then beating kids, special needs kids and eleven-year-olds. I mean, come on, Cleon. In Cleon's time, it might have been Dell Curry back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might have been the that. other Curry. About that, we play. Okay, let, let's I'm put it. Saying. Let me put it to yeah. you this way. Let's put Chicken it to you this Curry. way. We we played Vince Carter one time in high school. Oh yeah, mainland. <laughs> he went to mainland, right? Yep, yeah, mainland. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, all right. 
Right. Now, my my shout out, my oh. shout out now. <laughs> my shout out is to this podcast going over an hour and 15 minutes for a nil-nil draw against Chicago, followed by previews for a match against Cincinnati. Nice. I love you guys. I talk about soccer with you forever. Thank you to the people that listen this far. You guys are truly blessed. I have nothing else to say. I feel bamboozled. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Uh, 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 no pot, no pot, no party, no poppy, no party. No and, party, uh, no party. Good, 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 good shot, Connor. Good shot, bro. No I pro. Rooting, that I was, was rooting, a huge I was party. rooting for you. I was rooting for you the whole time, Connor. Good shot. Oh, no pro. Liar. Huge this party. Guy. This good guy. Uh, yeah. I'll put a morality clause in our contract next year. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.